Okay, hi friends, and welcome to Screen Vomit, the world's most popular movie podcast. Uh, I am, of course, your host, Kayla, and I'm joined by my co-host, Colin. Hey, babies. And today we also have a very super special guest. Uh, Some would say a celeb. Um, (laughs) uh, When I uh, met our guest today, she was playing rock and roll music solo, but now she is very well known for her band, Rat Boys. And that will be our guest, my friend, Julia. What is up? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> how's everyone doing out there? <laughs> Good? Okay. <laughs> Should we be like um, night beat radio guys? <laughs> how's everyone hey, doing hope out doing there? All right. Radio land. Yes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> hey, folks. Hope everybody's laying low. <laughs> yeah. We should. I'm psyched to be here. Do more episodes. Yay. In different genres. Know what I mean? Yeah, you guys yeah, should, ma- should masquerade different radio, <laughs> different radio personas, podcast personas. <laughs> I did an NPR intro one time, and I've never done another bit. <laughs> A single other bit. Yeah, man, I'm stoked that you guys. <laughs> That's the only. I'm stoked that you guys asked done. me to do this because I like. I really don't watch. I don't have much experience with film, or like, I'm just kind of. I don't know. A lot of my friends give me crap because I just like don't watch very many movies. So this was awesome to have like. A reason to sit down and watch a good movie. It was dope. Oh, hell yeah. A, uh, I'm glad. A, I'm glad. B, uh, your friends sound like dopes. <laughs> Anyone who says they know, like, ooh, I love movies. It's, no, dude. Creep. No, it's run. not even that. It's like, I've literally <laughs> probably seen, like, I own up to this. I've probably seen, like, a hundred movies in my life. And when you take in, when Amazing. you take into account, maybe not a hundred, maybe, like, 500 but when you take into account like there's eight harry potter movies <laughs> that's like you know five percent of my whatever <laughs> or like you know every disney movie yeah. i've seen i'm saying i have not seen very many movies and so people are like what the fuck you know like i don't think no one, none of my friends aren't mo- like no yeah. one i know is a real movie snob <laughs> it's more just like where have you what are you uh-huh. doing mm-hmm. like you haven't seen any movies I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are you doing? I don't know. I, I, uh, okay. I, 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 like, my family just wasn't super big into movies as a kid. I would, like, read books, we, yeah. listen to music, watch TV. I don't know. Books? Yeah. See, I have, like, kind of a, kind of a sort of similar thing, but just, like, when I was growing up, my dad only watched like freaky, like cult horror and like Whoa. stuff that nobody else I know has ever heard of, like Wishmaster and like I love Wishmaster. <laughs> weird shit like that. And um and then now that I'm old, uh me and Colin like go to the movies constantly, but nobody goes to the movies. So like we're seeing just whatever random movie is at the theaters that nobody's ever heard of. So I'm still only watching stuff like nobody's ever seen or heard of. So like all the normal shit that people are like, what, you've never seen this movie or whatever. Like, yeah, I probably haven't seen 
uh, most of those. <laughs> That's awesome, so. though. That's you got a weird like <laughs> scope of knowledge Freak that people cast. do not have. Yeah, <laughs> I I wonder if you guys would agree with me too, or if you have the same experience. But I also feel like one of the reasons I haven't seen that many movies relative to everyone else is. I have a really bad habit of like wanting to rewatch movies over and over when I find one that I like. So yeah. like for real, the, yeah. in, when I was uh, growing up, that definitely was my thing. Yeah. Can't relate. So like the number of movies I've seen, not, you know, not saying they had to be different, but the number of times I've watched a movie in my life might be pretty normal, but I've like watched, you know, Mamma Mia like 30 times or something. And yeah, that's obnoxious. Like, that's crazy. It does make sense. But, like, it is crazy. For instance, people but, thought like, I was crazy when I saw cats twice. And I was like, this, okay, this that needs, I get. this, you have, this <laughs> bears more questions. It creates more yeah. questions than it answers. You have to go see it again. Yes. So, totally. I, cats <laughs> is an anomaly in the rewatching, uh, in that you, I do need to rewatch cats because I think I, like, rage passed out from it uh i don't remember the second half i just remember getting very angry at all the names dude yeah the second half gets freaky <laughs> i i i honestly i was thinking back the other day i saw cats this for the second time on january 1st 2020 and it just feels like this whole oh, year yeah. has just been like deeply cursed from that first day <laughs> yeah january 1st 2020 was approximately seven years ago yeah now, it, feels, so. it feels like it right why is cats not oh, streaming yet <laughs> once it streams it is is it where oh wait no I, what happened was i it's easier it's cheaper to rent now oh. until like Two months ago, it was like you can rent this movie for twenty dollars. That is, and I could never stupid justify that. It's like <laughs> I do want to watch Cats, but I what will kind only of pay maniac $5. would pay twenty dollars to watch Cats? for one yeah. viewing? That's more than you pay in theaters. <laughs> I know a singular viewing That's of Cats literally for twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah. Wait, That's... what did we watch? Did we watch Cats? For no, this week? no, we didn't. Sorry, I, I got us off no, track. No, what we did watch. <laughs> What we watched this week was the 2013 movie Inside Lewin Davis, uh, which uh, the listeners you can find on Amazon Prime. And I'm really surprised you picked this movie because uh, you know probably literally nothing about the topic, Julia. <laughs> Yo, I just had very vague memories that Justin Timberlake was in this movie. I was like, what is that about? Yeah. I remember like in the trailer, which I didn't watch again. I like I wanted to go in with like no idea what was about to happen. And I just had a memory. Oh, yeah, that's the best way. Yeah, I just had a memory of Justin Timberlake, like, in a studio, like, jamming with some dudes. And I was, like, 60s Mm -hmm. vibe, you know. And so I was like, what? I don't know. And so, uh, honestly, it was the mystique of JT that drew me in. And the Coen brothers. Are you pro Tims? (laughs) Are you pro JT? I have very complicated feelings. You gotta be pro JT. Right. I think he... Wait, what's the complication? Man, I'm I wouldn't. All for it. I wouldn't say I'm pro JT. Man of the Woods kind of freaked me out. I didn't really like that album. It was kind of boring. Wiener. I don't know. I didn't like it. Uh, but I like. Well, I guess to be fair, I've only listened to one of his albums. Okay. Uh, I think ever. <laughs> I I really like Man of the Wo- or not. Sorry, that's the one that freaks me. Out. I really like uh, Justified, which is like Cry Me a River and. Uh, Future Sex Love Sounds. Oh yeah, Future what Sex Love Sounds. Yeah, but I was a big, I was yeah, a, that's I was jam. a much bigger fan of Backstreet Boys than I. I liked Insync too, but so I don't know. I but I've always looked up to. I've always loved JT. Yeah, same. So 
that that drew me in. Gotta love JT. And Come on. I, one of the movies that I have seen. <laughs> He's a wiener. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I can't vouch. That's all, all I'm saying. Is I can't vouch for him entirely because who knows? But but he drew me in my yeah. childhood. You can't really vouch for any man, right? In this day Absolutely. and age. Absolutely. <laughs> but also, I really like the movie Fargo, and I know that's a Coen Brothers movie, oh, fuck yeah. and so I've been intrigued mm-hmm. by their repertoire Hell as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, Colin, do you want to run us through the cast real fast? Yeah, yeah, I got the cast right here. I got in the starring role, Oscar Isaac, uh, the person who my ex-girlfriend said I looked like. Nice. That's a compliment. I don't see it, though. It was not, it was a very, she did not mean it. It was not, or she did not believe it. I think she wanted to compliment me, and she was like, yeah, you look like Oscar Isaac. (coughs) Uh, But I do not. Damn. I've only been told I look like hot guys, and it's just not true. Mark Ruffalo, I don't look like him. Yo, maybe you gotta start believing these Somebody told you you look like Mark Ruffalo? My freshman, sophomore year of college, yeah. What? Greatest day of my life. Uh, and uh, uh, we hilarious. also got, moving on, we got uh, Adam Driver from uh, Girls, and that's the only thing he's from. We got John Goodman, <laughs> classic Coen Brothers boy. He's in, a, he's in uh, this is his sixth one, and he's also uh, like a top five actor of all time. We got Justin Timberlake, who I didn't have enough repercussions from the Janet Jackson incident. And uh, we got... Okay, that's fair. <laughs> oh, I, I agree about that. <laughs> that's why I hate him. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, we also got uh, Carrie Mulligan from Drive. Oh, yeah, she's in Drive, isn't she? The visual of Lu- Lewin's music partner is Chris Elderidge from the band The Punch Brothers. Uh, and he wrote a lot of the music for the movies. Oh, boy. I See, I'm bummed you sent me this. And the singing voice what? of Lewin's music partner is Marcus Mumford of Mumford and Sons. And he's also Carrie Mulligan's husband. I I read online <laughs> that they got married like right after they filmed this. So I'm wondering like did cuz I also read online that Carrie Mulligan and and what's his name Marcus Mumford were childhood pen pals and then they like reconnected later in life. I'm wondering if they like like sparks Aww. flew on set. Who knows? Because I know he was around. <laughs> like the Mumford dude was around on set. Ugh. So yeah, but it looks like tracks. he will wait for her. If so, what what a like <coughs> oh bummer movie to fall in love on the set of. <laughs> That's okay. I like this movie because it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so critic scores here. We have 92 on Rotten Tomatoes. We got 93 on Metacritic and 88 on Google users. So. Pretty steady scores there. It's yeah. a good movie. Certified fresh. Woo. Um, yeah, so let's watch the trailer real quick, and then Hell we'll yeah. get into it. Sweet. How you doing? Lauren Davis. Oh, hello. I've heard your music. and heard many nice things about you from Jim and Gene and from others. <laughs> you have not heard one nice thing about me from Gene. Oh, it's fairly well. My darling truth, I'm leaving in the first hour of the morning. No, you don't want to go anywhere. And that's why all the same shit is going to keep happening to you because you want it to. Is that why? Yes, and also because you're an asshole. Be the coast of California. So it's fairly well. 
What'd you say you played? Folk songs. Folk songs. Thought you said you were a musician. Folk singer with a cat. It's not my cat. I just didn't know what to do with it. Really? So, to bring your dick along too? I should have had you wear double condoms. Well, we shouldn't have done it in the first place. But if you ever do it again, which is a favor to women everywhere, you should not. But if you do, you should be wearing condom on condom and then wrap it in electrical tape. Though the weather is against me, and the wind blows hard, and rain, she's a turning in. I'm interested in, in gigging here. Okay, let's hear something. You don't want to hear the record? Why should I? You're here. Play me something. Play me something from Inside Lewin Davis. This guy, okay, I may have received the wrong, uh, or interpreted this movie in the wrong way, because upon rewatching the trailer, all I am reminded is how uh, Oscar Isaac's portrayal of Lewin Davis, uh, he is just OCD, one cool Dude, <laughs> this is a cool dude movie we're talking about here. <laughs> so true. That's funny because the plot summary that I wrote down uh, or the synopsis was uh, it's a shitty DIY guy trying to make it in the industry. <laughs> exactly. My heroes. It's relatable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lewin Davis has all the arrogance and self-centeredness and pomp that I was too cowardly to demonstrate, uh, and so I would just not. But he he's very cool. <laughs> this is a cool guy. Regardless of anything that happens, let the record show he's cool. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so we were just talking about how you can't fully support any dude. <laughs> so yeah, no, you should... <laughs> Should you support Lewin Davis? No. Should you associate with him? No. Should you allow him in your house? For sure not. Is he still... You can be a cool guy, though, and not, like, have, like, be safe to be... No, that's too far. Ugh. I feel like it's kind of perfect, because he's just the dude that you, like, you go to the bar, and he's, you know, he's just playing, and you're just minding your own business, and he's just there minding his and, like, playing. It's kind of like, yeah. it's just like, it sucks because yeah. it's like, he's not mediocre. Like, I th- I'm pretty sure it's actually Oscar Isaac singing and playing and mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. some of it. Like, I'm not sure how it's mixed or whatever, but he's good. But it's it's totally just, yeah, like, in essence, at the end of the day, it's kind of just someone who's never going to make it. And that, yeah. Yeah. But it is what it is. And there's so many people out there like that. Totally. Yeah, but I I do want to say I'm really glad that I didn't watch that trailer before the movie because not to jump too far ahead in the plot, but that scene where John Goodman's character ODs in the bathroom was (laughs) shocking. And I can't believe they put that in the trailer. That was like that was like such a crazy moment. Such a visually strange thing. Screen vomit has um, very well defined and spoken many times uh, opinions on modern trailers, mm. mainly that they show too much and they're bad. Sure. I would agree yeah. for this one. I mean, <laughs> I really like the movie, but the trailer is... This movie is tough to, like, create a good trailer because 
there's not like a huge like there's no huge plot or anything it's kind of not really meandering because it's more of a narrative story it's more of a um like slice of life right kind of thing and less of like a yeah the story arc is broken up almost into days and it's just like where is he gonna sleep tonight right that's like that's the goal is he needs to find a bed to sleep in tonight. I was reading on... Or a couch or a floor. I was reading on Wiki that the directors uh, kind of realized that there was, like, not a plot going on, and so they added in mm-hmm. yeah. the cat to, like, right. help with that. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Which is kind of awesome, because, like, I was really, like, sad when he left the cat and everything. I don't know. But it's just funny that they, like, yeah. realized that and they figured it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the cat... Uh, I loved the cat. The cat stuff, the whole cat storyline. <laughs> the cat, it's an outstanding through line. Yeah, yeah, it really is just like a needle and thread that like weaves in and out of the whole movie. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? At least for me, what stuck out to me, as with any piece of art, um, was how I could relate to it. Right, so like what I saw in myself, mm-hmm. and I thought it was, you know, it, it's obviously fictionalized and and glorified and whatever or life is made easier in some respects or whatever but it Mm -hmm. definitely carries that the vibe of at least for me fucking 23 years old like no (laughs) fucking ambitions no clue what i'm doing um i've got some modicum of talent or skill but i have no concrete plan to execute anything and it's just And you're a little like too hard headed to like listen to the advice that other exactly. people are giving you too. <laughs> I think it's something so many people go through. Um or at yeah. least aspects of it are definitely relatable to anyone. Yeah, I'm interested, like, because I feel like this movie gives such a um perspective of a DIY artist, like to mm-hmm. an extent, that I- I'm curious how people who aren't like DIY artists or like at least somewhat involved in the scene view it. I'm interested if they learn something from this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean for me it had the anchor. I so I fucking love Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan is an absolute king to me. So like I had I knew this movie was not really about Bob Dylan, but about the the uh, Greenwich Village scene in the early 60s, which is, like, very fascinating to me. But also, I know it's, like, a very shitty, pretentious time in New York of just kind of, like, very hit-or-miss music. It's either, like, killer songs, like some of the shit we hear, or it's, like, that fucking, oh, those, like, Irish dandies uh who who sings some uh you know brogue tune um which would be a miss for me <laughs> but uh, so like it, it it it's to me it definitely just miss drew me, me with the irish dandies miss me with the, that shit i don't care okay my dad has listened i have heard so much bullshit irish folk music in my life because my dad is one of those people who's like oh i'm irish um even though like we're not really Irish. So I have listened to fucking whiskey in a jar, all these fucking like, oh, my woman left me and I'm going to get drunk now about it. But like in an Irish folksy way, I hate it. Sorry, Julia, you shouldn't have to be. Oh, it's okay. Victim to my rants of 
I- <laughs> hatred for the Irish. This Let is an anti-Irish out. podcast. No. <laughs> I I gotta tell you, I lived in Ireland for a while, and I I feel like some of those Yo, songs. What really? Yeah, well, not that long for like a year total, but okay. I feel like a lot of those songs have definitely gotten uh, commodified by the tourist crowd, or at least a lot of Irish oh, singers will just sure. sing them over and over again. Because yeah, you're right. That's what people who have some sort of intangible connection to Ireland want to hear. A couple of them. If I have to hear Finnegan's Wake one more time, I'm gonna freaking <laughs> scream. <laughs> <laughs> kind of want to put it on now. Kind of want to hear what that sounds no. like. <laughs> want to hear you scream. We'll put it in post. <laughs> I was just like, dude, I that scene, I feel like, Kayla, what you were talking about where it's like, do you know i wonder if other people can relate to this diy musician's journey Mm -hmm. or like amateur musician Mm -hmm. the scene that really stuck out one of them that really stuck out to me when he went all the way to chicago to you know essentially oh yeah beg for a record deal and this this guy was like yo play me a song and he played it and then the guy was like the record executive was like uh like it won't sell and that was it he said he was like, "I don't see any money here." Right, which is like it was such a dramatic moment. And it was such a fucking huge mm-hmm. letdown, and it reminded me a lot of the scene in yeah. "Walk the Line" where the you know Johnny Cash is like performing at the studio, and the guy's like, "I don't really hear it," and then he's like, "Let me give you another," and then he plays a song, and the guy's like, yeah. "This is it," you know. I feel like that's kind of a lot of people's conception mm-hmm. of what that I don't know exchange would be like. You know, yeah. a lot of people watching might have, mm-hmm. and me too, like just in. In movie land, you know, that scene would normally turn out to be a huge turning point in a positive way. But I feel like it's much more realistic mm-hmm. that the way it went down in the mo- in, in Inside yeah. Lynn Davis for him. And that was like such a, you could just feel like the crushing weight of that disappointment come down on him. Totally. It was yeah. uh, so gnarly. I feel like there's not as much portrayal of that disappointment. That was a huge example. Right. But in music and in like the whole entertainment industry i feel like there's constant rejection and that's like something that isn't really talked yeah. about yeah i think ultimately kind of this whole movie the point that it's boiling down to is when do artists decide to cut their losses yeah. and mm-hmm. abandon their career you know <laughs> and it's such a timely question yeah it is and it's and it's a really tough thing to like grapple with when you're an artist and like you have this talent and stuff like that and you've put so much work into it and you don't really like to do or want to do anything else like when do you decide like what's the point when when you reach the decision finally to be mm-hmm. like Okay, well, I guess it's over for me, and I have to do something else now. Yeah, and that's tough. Totally. Yeah, I can't fucking. I you know I have dipped my toes in and out of the music world, but I've never taken any sort of active plunge. Of like Julia, I feel like you have potentially done with Rat Boys, um, where you're like, okay, this is like my job, which is I can't. I'm sure is you can speak to it obviously, but I feel like it'd be simultaneously exhilarating and terrifying but because you have that potential whereas with he uh demonstrates or exhibits it throughout the movie lewin davis Os- oscar isaac's lewin davis 
he knows from the start of the movie that he's just he's not going anywhere. Yeah. And that he's like yeah. dead ended and he's just like yeah, I guess I'll feature on this shitty fucking parody song and like yeah, I guess I'll Yeah. I guess I'll just go to Chicago and like have this last chance or whatever. But he's completely apathetic throughout the movie because he's staring it down that that decision am yeah. I going to pack it all in or not so crazy yeah and like he was maybe going somewhere with his duet project mm-hmm. but then so we find out throughout the movie that his um the other guy in his duet passed away from suicide so that like shock and then like the change in trajectory for his musical career where like now suddenly he's a solo artist and the other people who are popular are doing a different style of music than he is that <laughs> he thinks they're posers. This is another movie that um, hates pop music. <laughs> Yo, pop music sucks. Rock or die. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking the whole time, I was like, the Beatles haven't even broken out. Like, the Beatles, like, this, Lou and Dave is going to be pissed in a few years when the Beatles yeah. hop on the scene. <laughs> yeah, when Dylan turns He's electric, gonna... oh, man. Yes. That's the sequel. <laughs> just show me Lewin Davis just like burning rock records in 1968. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be a good sequel, actually. Like Lewin Davis during the Vietnam War era. Yeah. He'd be burning shit down. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess we can kind of run through like the, the story a little bit. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So we are, we started in 1961, although. <laughs> There are so many things in this movie that weren't around in 1961 that are in the film, which is interesting. Wait, like what? <laughs> there, there are like cars shown that weren't around until the 70s. Oh, yeah. There are three modern traffic light cameras that you can see in the movie. <laughs> um, there's a handicapped restroom, which didn't exist until the 90s. Oh, um, yeah. The At one point, he's walking past a movie poster for a movie. And uh, that movie didn't come out until 1963. Um, just stuff like, come that. on, Cohen brothers, <laughs> get your shit together. I think that rules. Uh, yeah, it's like fuck it's, it. It's what are you? Fun. What are you gonna do? Not see the movie? Yeah, <laughs> it's better than Game of Thrones, where there was like that Starbucks cup, like in the like clearly like a PA yeah. left yeah. their coffee on the set. God, dang! That's yeah. Uh, for everything that you know, allegedly doesn't fit the time period in this movie. None of it took me out of the movie. Yeah, so I, no. I did not notice. Yeah, I was actually gonna say how awesome shit. it looks. It's like, could you imagine how fucking how much work it takes to like figure out even just like the <sighs> one shot where there's like you could see the like down the whole street. You have to like have it all closed, get all the cars, get yeah. all the houses. You know, right? Yeah, just design a huge exterior set. Do you know if this was shot in New York? Yeah, it was shot in New York, yeah. You guys been to Greenwich Village in NYC? I don't think so. I've been to NYC, but I don't know whether or not I've been to Greenwich Village. I don't know where I've been. (laughs) Okay. In New York City. The the first time I went, I got food poisoning and I was out for the rest of the time. Oh, no. Fun. That sucks. (laughs) I know. My first trip to New York City uh, the first day that we got there and went to walk around the city, um, it's actually kind of a funny story. 
Um, but it features two people who are now canceled. So um, sorry about this. But y'all ever seen the show Louie, the Louis C.K. show? Oh, I yeah. have. So in the ve- in the beginning credit, okay, this was you know a disclaimer ten years ago where he's like at the in the beginning credits at the pizza shop. <laughs> yeah, he's at a pizza place. So my friend that I was with was like, "Oh, we got to go to this pizza place that's in the show Louie because uh, sure. that's going to be so fun because I love the show Louie." And um, of course, I was the only one who got mushrooms on my pizza. The first, my first slice oh, of no. New York pizza, baby. And uh, I am the only one who got food poisoning. And yeah, so after that, our next stop on like the tourist rounds mm-hmm. was to go to Central Park, and uh, which is a huge park with zero toilets. So <laughs> oh, no. uh, we were stuck in there for a while. By the time we came out of there, I was like keeled over. I was like, if we do not find a toilet soon, there's going to be a mishap that will not be... I'm diarrhea here! <laughs> <laughs> so when we came out, we were on Fifth Ave, which is like all the fancy stores mm-hmm. and everything like that. <laughs> so we're not going to go into like some ritzy shop, right? So the only place that we found that had a public restroom mm-hmm. was the Trump Tower, actually. Oh my god. Hey. So- Hey, Mr. Trump, take this. Take a massive dump in Trump's golden <laughs> toilet. It was between dumping and puking, just back and forth, back and forth oh, for like but... 45 minutes before I could even come out Damn. at all. I'm so sorry. That's so And then, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then just, uh, I thought I was fine for a while and we went to get dinner. I took one bite and started puking again. Oh. And, then it, <laughs> and then it was just like us trying to walk back to the subway with me stopping at every trash can along the way. <laughs> it was terrible. And I was out for the rest so of the So an trip. authentic New York experience. <laughs> Damn. So Hell New yeah. York City does not like you. Or you do not like it. Or both. Damn. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> One of those two. <laughs> Anyway, it's a wild story, but suffice to say, I don't know where the fuck we were in New York City. (laughs) Okay. Besides those couple places. It's very nice. That's all. I like Greenwich (laughs) Village. I like this area. (laughs) Sorry for telling my diarrhea story. Everyone's got one. Everyone's got at least one. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, All right. So back to the movie here. He's playing in this joint called the Gaslight Cafe, and uh, they're playing an acoustic gig. Looks like it's sold out. It's pretty full bar, Mm -hmm. and uh, no one's making a peep. You ever seen anything like that before? Yeah, that's pretty dope. (laughs) A full bar. A bar full of people. Very polite audience. Yeah. Not making one peep for an acoustic act. Yeah. That's not real. (laughs) Yeah. I think Lewin Davis, yeah, there must be something good going on there because no one was talking. That's good. <laughs> yeah, we just have this little sequence of, you know, somebody's waiting for him out back, and he goes out there, and they beat his ass for heckling from the previous night, <laughs> and uh, he dusts himself off and gets back up. He gets knocked down and gets back up again, as uh, oh, yeah, some baby. would say. <laughs> so, yeah, then we start the cat storyline <laughs> the next morning when he goes to leave his friend's house, and the cat gets out. And so he catches this cat, but the door is locked. So he's carrying this cat around everywhere for forever. This cat's just chilling. On the subway. Uh, yeah. Very cool with that. So cool. Basically, throughout the movie, this cat continues to get out, get back in, get caught again, etc. I'm always wondering where the cat is shitting 
<laughs> yeah, like when when is it eating? Also, <laughs> they show him feed the cat milk like twice in the movie. D- disclaimer for our listeners: you're not supposed to give your cats milk. Found that out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that cat. But in the '60s, that was a thing. Yeah, that was hot in the '60s. Um, feed your cats milk. What do like? What do like strays do? I've wondered that. Mice. Well, because like, oh, what do they eat? Yeah, mice and stray chicken on the side of the road it's new york city yeah like where does it doo-doo then oh <laughs> uh, sidewalk <laughs> park i don't know they probably just doo-doo on plants and stuff in the wild yeah. but what i'm thinking about is like he leaves this cat locked up in gene's house for like several yeah. days and then later in the movie he has the cat in the car for like forever so, okay like, yeah where's that, the cat? that one doesn't make sense where's the cat pissing and shitting you know what i'm saying uh Anyway, this is now the poop podcast. It poops in his hand and he throws it out the window. I don't know, just interesting. Yeah, no, no, I get it. Of course, we're y'all are looking at the beautiful face of this cat and thinking, "Oh, how sweet!" And all I'm thinking about is, "Where's this poop going?" (laughs) Dude, I I bet that they had such a. I was reading that like they had a terrible time with the cats on set. Because, you know, dogs are so easy to train. Yeah, but cats are like a pain because rightfully so. They have their own lives. I even I read that they worked with like a vulture before. Oh, my God. I read that they worked with a vulture before and they were like, even this dumb vulture was better than these cats. <laughs> Dude, cats got them. They want to do what they want to do. Can't tell them otherwise. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I have, like I, I said, cats, very limited experience watching movies and also just like with music videos and stuff. But our friends, John and Jake, who we've made a couple of music videos with, they were saying uh, mm-hmm. once they were like, kids and animals are like the two like when you bring those onto a set, it's like, oh god, this is gonna take all day, you know. So I was yeah. thinking that. I can't yeah. imagine, especially on the subway. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I should have mentioned that I was famously in a Rap Boys video once. Ah uh, yes, ah uh, yes. <laughs> I don't remember what song that was. Was for. that Save was that the, the paint when we did the paint fight in the cold garage? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that was so cold. Yeah. People probably watched that video. They're like, oh, what a fun summer day. No, it was February. It was so cold. But those <laughs> yeah. Good memes. It was fun, Anyways, though. It was so fun. I had a great time. So where the yeah, cat. Hell yeah. The cat gets out. Yeah. <laughs> he gets out. He gets back in. So let's see. Next in the movie, he meets with his label manager. And his manager is basically like, haha, what money? You're not making any money. <laughs> This sounds like the music industry to me. This, I was like, I, look, I was raised on real big fish, so I have no illusions about the music industry. Uh, that joke didn't land. Not a big ska crowd. Um, Maybe the listeners. I, we got one listener out there who's crying with laughter right now. Um, he's just like, it's true. I think it's not sellout. Um, but yeah. I was just like, this makes perfect sense. No one wants to listen to yeah. this dope. He, of course he's... How much did records cost back then? Good. That's a good, good question. question. I don't know. Yeah. A, a buck? I feel like it would have had to been like s- similar, but with it, you know, inflation. Yeah, maybe like five bucks. Two to four dollars. They were not selling. That was so sad when she brought out that box of records and was like, hey, we're going to throw these out. Do you want them? And he's like, oh my God. That's so sad. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I read a little blurb on a review about the scene where she brings out the the box of records like that you mentioned that uh, I don't remember what this was from, but it was like 
the industry might lead you to assume that these albums are wonderfully precious and unique things and emblems of achievement. But from an unsuccessful insider's view, these unwanted items represent an abyss of failure much deeper than the disappointments of normal life. <sighs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Again. Dark. It's like, yeah, I did this really cool thing and nobody gives a shit. <laughs> and it's also like the weight of his like, you know, former deceased partner. Like I'm sure he right, has so much yeah. pain attached to that. And like he has nowhere to even fucking put up. Yeah, he he's homeless. He's fucking, like, he doesn't have a place yeah. to go and keep his shitty yeah. records no one yeah. wants. Yeah. Oh, God. Poor Lewin. Yeah, uh, machi machi. What a stressful life. Yeah. Um, that was yeah. another thing. I was just very stressed out watching this because I am a homebody. Uh, I hate my landlord with all my heart, mm-hmm. but I need a place to stay. Mm. And that's a sacrifice <laughs> I'm willing to make, I guess. Um... <laughs> In some scene, I don't even remember who he's talking to, but he's like, uh, a guy he just met, he's like, yeah, you got a, you got a, a house? And they're just like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. oh, got a couch there? Adam Driver. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> my God, the gall. Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Anxious. But uh, DIY musicians get used to that little yeah, chat. Yeah, I was going to say, we're used to that. <laughs> Meeting someone at the show and be like, yeah. hi, yeah. Like, we actually don't have a place to crash. What's your house yeah. like? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you'll uh, get a three or four people. What's your house like? Okay, what's your house yeah, like? Yeah, compare. <laughs> Whose house seems better in this scenario? Sometimes you don't have a choice, but... <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've certainly stayed at some gross, nasty places. <laughs> Dude, but when you tour enough, and this is what Lou and Davis uh-huh. will maybe yeah. find out someday, when you tour enough and you ask mm-hmm. people in each city, then you have friends and then you can, you don't have to ask the next time. Right. That's good stuff. Wow. Right, for sure. <laughs> Gotta go from the ground up. Hell yeah. But Yeah, he should have toured. Yeah. Well he kind of yeah. tra- he kinda of did. <laughs> he went to Chicago. <laughs> he, he toured to Chicago. <laughs> oh, poor Lewin. And then uh later we we see him making, you know, the decision that most DIY musicians make in the Midwest, which is do I go to Akron or not? Oh, so true. <laughs> he, he says no. <laughs> nah. Uh, <laughs> big, big mistake zing. Akron's has a great DIY scene yeah yeah Lewin maybe you would have broken big in Akron instead you kept driving in the snow crazy uh, I thought Dude, that was hilarious those drive scenes like you were talking about being stressed Colin during the movie because of his like wayward yeah. like homelessness I was so stressed with the driving scenes I like yes. it was like a visceral reaction I was so nervous that he was gonna like fall asleep at the wheel <laughs> Because, fuck, like, during the snow. And then he did. He did, yeah. And, and amazingly, yeah. they were fine. But, yeah, that was, like, mm-hmm. that was the hardest part of the movie for me to watch. It was rough. With Rat Boys, you got to do, like, overnight drives in Sitch? Absolutely. I And I, I do most of the driving for us just because oh. it's my – the car that we drive is, like, an, it's like a SUV kind of. But we – I, like, uh-huh. inherited it from my family. And so it's, like, in my name. And I'm just really, like – anxious when i'm not behind the wheel i'm like an anxious passenger and yeah. so i oh, just shit. kind of take it up and i like driving to be honest like i i really do yeah. and i like listen to music while i drive and everything and thinking and not looking at my phone mm-hmm. so anyways i have like mm-hmm. a ton of experience mm-hmm. driving around the country at night overnight when everyone else is sleeping in the car and luckily i've figured out ways to stay awake like i have like a hard proved system okay wait now. hold on what it does is not it? involve yeah. illegal drugs um I we usually go to Taco Bell. I get food and a Baja Blast, but then I also 
and I stress on these are legal drugs. Excedrin helps me. It's like a it, oh, it, it has caffeine. caffeine. Yeah, I don't. I can't drink coffee. We're getting way off base here, but it hurts me. It like hurts my stomach. I don't care. But um, <laughs> but uh-huh. anyways, yeah. So like Excedrin, and there's a few albums that are like my go-to ride or die night driving albums. Pumping your fist. Name some names. Okay, the the biggest one. The there's two that I am always gonna think of. So the first one is okay. Okay. Uh, Carnavas by the Silver Sun Pickups. That record's fucking amazing. Uh-huh. Okay. It's Hell it yeah. has that yeah. their most popular song is on it, Lazy Eye, but also every song's really good. Like it's super heavy and like weird, but also very spacey. So it's like cool enough to keep you engaged, but also spacey enough that you can kind of yeah. zone out. But then the other one is Age of Odds by yeah. Sophie and Stevens. It's kind of similar, actually. It's like oh, hell super yeah. dense, but also just like you can zone out and be like, what yeah. the fuck's going on? <laughs> I don't know. I love that record. Okay, both great picks. But yeah, it's all music. Oh, yeah. But he was like listening to shitty radio the whole time and the on the long drive. I was like, dude, like Yeah. For oh. a while he was listening to nothing. I know. When when it was with John Goodman and the other guy, they had nothing mm-hmm. on the radio for such a long drive. I'm like, how? And those headlights were so weak. Oh god. It was nineteen sixty. Amphetamine wasn't illegal yet. <laughs> you were you could just walk inside a gas station and be like, buddy, yeah. I need to get I need speed. And he's like, here is legal One speed. One meth, please. One meth. <laughs> and they, I mean, that dude was chain smoking cigs the whole time. And I, yeah. I do not smoke cigarettes. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he was, he seemed to be leaning on those pretty hard. But everyone yeah. survived. You're just getting strung You know, I've out. noticed cigs a lot more in, mu- in uh, movies lately. Like mm. every movie I've watched lately, or show even, people mm. are smoking cigs constantly. And I feel like there was such a long time where nobody was smoking cigs. Yeah. That I'm noticing it so much now. I mean, it is objectively cool. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pro. I look. I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't like ciggy wiggies. But um, literally, only cool people smoke them. And oh my god. <laughs> so like, I get it. I think the whole anti-tobacco fad has pretty much died down. It's like if you're against cigarettes, you're kind of like a you know a dweeb. Uh- not that, like, if you don't smoke, you're not oh cool. God. What I'm saying is if you're anti-cigarette, you're a dweeb. I think it's really hard no, to... Con- I disagree. It's, it's very hard to get people to quit. So I feel, I feel like people yeah. are kind of fighting a losing battle when they're, like, <laughs> trying to tell people what to do. I'm guilty of that. That is, like, my MO is trying to fucking control people's lives because I care about them. It's not because I want yeah, to be yeah, in control. Yeah, yeah. I just want everyone to live right. forever. But, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's... It's tough to try to get in people's heads about that. So you just got to let them do whatever they want. And if that dude wants to chain smoke cigs from New York to Chicago nonstop, by God, let him let it happen. Imagine. And then he gets hauled off by the police. What a mess. Yeah. (laughs) I know. We're jumping ahead of the plot. fucking ruled. That was so crazy. First (laughs) of all, I think we need to accept that 
there is really <laughs> only like one adventure story, and it's like him going to like we've said a hundred times Chicago and then back to New York. But yeah. Uh-huh. But, like, the guy driving the car, who's, like, silent for most of it, just gets pulled over, and the cops, yeah. like, pulls him out, and they kind of, like, get in a scuffle, and then the cop just hauls him off and doesn't yeah. deal with the two people left in this car, and it's just... That's so weird. Yeah, they just drive away. The comedic beats <laughs> in this movie are... I mean, the Coen brothers are very good at, at comedy, mm-hmm. uh, and, like, I... This made me let out quite the guffaw. Totally. <laughs> Especially, yeah, he, like, pulls a huge Huey in the median. It's like, okay. Good. With his comically huge siren on top of his car. It's like, all right. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, a cab, but that car was tight. <laughs> it's got to be at least yeah. one shitty cop in every movie. I am so convinced of that at this point. Yeah. yeah. Now that I'm, like, yeah, I looking know it. for it, it, they're there. Either a cop or an army person. Do you or have? Both. This movie has both. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that dude. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that poor affable dope. Yeah. <laughs> Serial eating dude. So the affable dope is actually, chronologically, the next, <laughs> next guy. The yeah. <laughs> He's introduced in the movie. He plays boring music that Lewin hates. Um, and that's when they go back to the, the Gaslight Cafe. Mm-hmm. And then Jim and Gene are there. And that's when, that's when we meet JT. Jim and Gene actually were a real band. They were a real duo. Uh, IRL. Jim Glover and Gene Ray. Oh, wow. And so that's when he finds out that this boring guy that he hates is going to get signed by the guy in Chicago, which kind of seems like it plants the seed of like, well, if this boring like pop music guy can get signed, then Mm -hmm. I can get signed, surely. (laughs) Right. That also actually was another thing that um, was not period accurate was that the guy was walking around in his army uniform. That actually wasn't okay until like until recently, I think, or maybe early two thousands or something. Oh, interesting. <laughs> you weren't allowed to walk around in your uh, army uniform. It so. Yeah, I mean, another thing. I get that they have to do certain things to like make it obvious who he is or whatever, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next up is when we get the famous recording studio session. Oh yeah, God. man. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. One second, please. Please, Mr. Kennedy. Up on. I want to go. Don't show me in the outer space. Oh, please, Mr. Kennedy. Up on. I don't want to go. Don't show me in the outer space. I sweat when they stuff me in the pressure suits. Bubble help so julia you said you'd seen like maybe a clip of this before yeah some, at some point right definitely at least in passing yeah that's the only thing that i had seen about this movie as well was that clip being shared because it is objectively hysterical mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah especially with adam driver what a weirdo. Like, what did they... What yeah, were, Adam Driver. So funny. What were the directions that, you know, JT gave to Adam Driver? Just, like, make funny noises the whole time, I guess. Just sit there and <laughs> do weird shit with your mouth. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, oh. so actually, this is... I think this is kind of interesting. Um, so if y'all would be interested, we can go on a little a ride here through some tunes take us so this song is actually fourth generation derivative of a real song the first one is um 
from 1960 called Mr. Custer about the Battle of Little Bighorn by Larry Vern. This sucks so Wow. <laughs> this sounds really good. Where did they so. get this? Wow. That's some good mics. I this is know. also like the whitest shit I've ever seen in my life. I swear. In <laughs> yeah. my life. Okay, so then that was adapted to a second oh. version in 1961. Um, and they changed it to a song called Mr. Kennedy by Mikey Woods. Um, about a reluctant Vietnam War draftee. Please, Mr. Kennedy, I don't want to go. No. Please, Mr. Kennedy, I don't want to go. Oh, me. I fell in love with. So that one's obviously a lot different in style, um, but. It's pretty cool. And then there's a third version. Let's see. The third version was from 1962 by the Gold Coast Singers, um, which is more directly what this the version in the movie pulls from. Well, I ain't gonna smoke that last cigarette. Oh, please, Mr. Kennedy. Oh, well, well, I don't wanna go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bang, bang. Please, Mr. Kennedy. I don't wanna go. Fuck bought this shit. <laughs> like, who is this for? <laughs> Imagine being like, well, I don't know. Look, I love political comedy songs if i could just get something poking fun <laughs> at the cold war huh, what a lark <laughs> yeah that last Jesus. one that i that we just played was more comedy like if you listen to the full track there's like it's in front of a live audience so they yeah. do like a little bit at the beginning there's laugh track and blah 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 so then for this movie they obviously changed it to being about going into outer space yeah which i think that didn't happen until later in the 60s, did it? I didn't actually look that up, but... <laughs> it was under Kennedy, I think. Maybe they were, like, starting... No, no one looked it I think they was, like, starting to talk about it. That it was, like, a, <laughs> okay. a goal, like an aspiration. <laughs> oh, okay. But it is a little... It's a little presumptive of them to think that they were, like, in consideration yeah. to be astronauts, but... <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then just a fun fact. Um, so they wrote this... Or they play this song in the movie, uh, Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver... And they're singing about, uh, please, Mr. Kennedy, don't shoot me into outer space. But then, uh, two years later, they're both in Star Wars Episode Seven. Oh. Okay. Isn't that Get funny? The fuck. Wait, Get produced, the... produced by Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Anyway, so this is Screen Vomit, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. This is some good research, Kayla. I thought that was a fun little ride. I like it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you went hard on this one. 
I got in a little bit of a hole, but I thought it was fun because the music is fun and the scene in the movie is oh, totally. so funny. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and Adam Driver's face, <laughs> I just can't get over his part in this scene. It's, it's the it's got to be the best scene in the movie. Yep. We we have also forgotten uh, <laughs> a, a little before this. We find out that Gene. Uh, this is in the. The preview, chick? yeah. yeah. That, uh, that Jean... was what I was gonna start with next. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, Jean might be pregnant from a mm-hmm. what would you call it? A rendezvous with uh, <laughs> Lewin. Wait, what did uh, J- Jada Pinkett Smith just say? Oh, yeah. is that what God. she said? <laughs> oh, with an entanglement. <laughs> oh, an entanglement. Jesus. Yes, yeah, they 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 become involved in an entanglement, uh, and she may be pregnant. <laughs> But it may be her partner's, mm-hmm. but she's having an Who's abortion JT. anyway. Yeah, which abortions were illegal at this time. So he knows, Lewin knows a doctor who does them on the DL. And mm-hmm. uh, that's when he goes to pay for the abortion in advance. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, your last girl never got hers. So uh, we're just forwarding your balance. You don't owe yeah. anything, and he's like, "Oh shit, I have a, I have a son in Akron." Insane. Ugh. Yeah. Poor Lewin. <laughs> poor Lewin. I don't poor know. Can we say poor Lewin? <laughs> yeah, I'm a. What, what do you? Yeah, that's true. He's. It's called self sabotage. <laughs> but he's probably like <laughs> he keeps knocking ladies up, right? Yeah, and that's uh, true. Dipping. It's just. It's definitely. I feel like it's a. It's like eating itself. It's like a repeat, like a self fulfilling prophecy. Because he's like has so much self loathing totally. that he makes all these reckless decisions. But then his reckless decision have mm-hmm. consequences that make him hate himself even more. And so then he just keeps doing shitty mm-hmm. things. But it's like he's finding yeah. out that two years ago this happened, and this woman doesn't want him in her life at all or their kid's life. And so he just feels like shittier than ever. That's why I say poor Louie. Yeah. But it sucks that he's like coercing <laughs> women into having abortions or just even like, uh, I don't know, cause yeah. like having unprotected sex and like getting women pregnant when he shouldn't. And like, yeah, he's a bad dude. Mm-hmm. But TBH, he's still cool as fuck though. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, it's just, it's oh complicated. <laughs> uh. Matt, you, I, at first I was, when they didn't explain when he's like, oh, there'll be no need for you to pay for that. I was like, oh my God, he is cool. <laughs> But then it's like because they're... it's the cool guy discount. You've reached the point on your, on your punch card. Yeah, I thought I was like, oh man, he's like famous around here. Yeah. Anyway, so that's why he he does the novelty song in the first place is right. to even like get the money to get money. Yeah. Pay for the GDO uh, abortion. But turns out, doesn't need it. What? He can use that money, gas money, to get to Chicago to pitch the record, dude. Yeah, and so next we have him going to that dinner party where everybody oh, asks him to play a song. Is that what they're... Goreline Gorf- doesn't Gorfine. sound right. Gorefine, sorry. There we go. The Gorefines. Gorefines, whatever it is. He goes to the Gorefines dinner party, and um, they ask him to play a song. I mean, have you been in this situation before, Julia? Gorgonite. <laughs> Dude, this like, scene was so fucked up. I have at family gatherings and stuff, but I don't mind. It's different when it's family, though. It was rough because you could tell that these people have good intentions and, like, I'm talking about the professor and his wife and 
their friends, at least the professor and his wife, you know, have good intentions because they're letting him stay there for mm-hmm. free. And like they're feeding right. him and they like clearly totally. like respect his art and like are, you know, like want him to be happy and successful. But at the same time, the way they introduce him, they're like, this is our folk singer friend. It's like they're clearly viewing him in, mm-hmm. in a real way as like a novelty and that feels that can feel yeah. shitty. And I mean, like, I'm really not speaking from experience because that it's never really happened to me in a real way at all. But I could tell for Lewin, mm-hmm. it made him feel so shitty, not only because he's like, mm-hmm. you know, so frustrated with his lack of success, but he's also still grieving from his friend killing himself and everything. And so, yeah, it all kind of like reaches a yeah. boiling point in this scene. And it was like so painful, to, <laughs> like very uncomfortable. I just felt so bad for everyone. But, oh, totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it made sense. Like, I think... It- I've been in this position one time, and it was so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> one time where I actually went through with it anyway. Right. And it was Jesus. so awkward. It was terrible. And I will not do that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was crazy, because they were like, please do it. And he was like, no. And they're like, you gotta... And he was like... He called them out. He's like, I know you're not gonna let me, like, not do this. And then, yeah, it just... Yeah. Uh, it all came to a head. But... <sighs> And then, so once he starts playing, then the lady starts singing the harmonies, and then he freaks out, obviously, because the harmonies were from the guy who killed himself, and that was really tough. Mm-hmm. But the lady then gets upset and, like, storms off to her room, and that's when she yells, like, what is this cat? This is not our cat. Where is its scrotum? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even have a, have a scrotum. Yeah. And that's when it's like, oh, fuck, dude. You done screwed up. Again, Woo. meet the parents vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't even milk this cat. <laughs> right. Uh, JFC. Damn. JFC. <laughs> um, um, so then after this is when he is hitching to Chicago, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, because then we meet John Goodman. He's one of these classic jazz musicians who thinks he's so cool and when he's awake is like nonstop name dropping and like telling stories of like famous mm-hmm. people he's hung out with or whatever very cool it, yeah so cool that's like probably the coolest thing you can do i would say <laughs> i think so as well <laughs> besides poking someone with your cane i feel like he does that a lot yeah he has two Just canes jabbing people with his canes <laughs> all the time from the back seat <laughs> he was doubled up yeah <laughs> And uh, in between that, um, stopping at rest stops to shoot heroin and get fucked up and pass out for a while. So, yeah, uh, yeah, he rocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has crazy ass hat hair, too. That was that was a crazy haircut oh, they man. gave him. His hair rules. So oh, <laughs> so greasy. Just like short bangs. Yeah. <laughs> short and straight. <laughs> he was like dumb and dumber. He was. <laughs> Proto dumb and dumber. <laughs> Damn. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we kind of talked about like a couple of the things that happen after this when they get pulled over, the guy gets mm-hmm. taken away, and that's when um, Lewin decides to leave the cat in the car too, mm-hmm. um, which was a tough, tough decision, leaving that yeah. cat behind. Um, then we have the, yeah, the whole thing where he's at Chicago and, you know, he's not going to be signed by the man that he's placed all this weight on. So he hitches back to New Jersey, and uh, yeah, that's when he fall. He falled. He fell asleep at the wheel and hit the cat too, which was sad. Yeah, I was convinced that wasn't real. I was convinced that he was hallucinating. 
because he was tired. But yeah, then when he saw the blood on the bumper, it's like, damn it. <laughs> right. And then the cat like kind of hobbling away yeah. into the woods. That really brought the cat's story full circle, yeah. <laughs> completed story in the flick. <laughs> even though it, it it gets even more resolution in a bit, redemption maybe when Ulysses returns. Oh yeah, yeah. So this that's when he after Chicago he was like, I'm not a musician anymore. This is it, and he signs up mm-hmm. to go on a ship or something. Uh, merchant marine, yeah. And he goes to see his dad and plays a song for his dad, and his dad shits his pants. Aw. Dude, that scene <laughs> fucked me up. I'm serious. Like, that was hard to watch. That's a lot. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. it feels like Lewin is, this is, like, truly his last attempt to, like, like, yeah. you you know he's mm-hmm. maybe praying, like, like to have a change of heart mm-hmm. or something that he'll decide, actually, like, I do want to try still. But... And you're, you you yeah. see him watching his dad for a reaction, and you see his dad have mm-hmm. some sort of reaction and, like, look out the window. And then when you realize he's only having that reaction because he's, like, shitting himself, it's because he's in a nursing home yeah. or whatever. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? oh, my God. Like, I can only imagine how just, again, the absolute like weight of disappointment it's devastation yeah totally yeah. it's just like and he says when he sits down numb. he's like i'm gonna play this song that i know that you love yeah. and everything oh yeah so rough yeah so that was his last hope and it was shat on <laughs> yeah, yeah quite literally <laughs> so he goes back to the club and gets drunk and heckles uh the person playing on stage A cool guy thing to do Heckling rocks. Yeah, heckling an old woman playing whatever that <laughs> instrument, like the a uh, fucking harpsichord harp, or something. Yeah, like the harp organ or whatever. Like, come oh, on, he's being dude. terrible. Okay, question though: Was that the wife of the professor? Is that the same woman? I thought it was because it looked like her. But I look. I thought it was too, but it's not. It's okay. not. Uh, yeah. Just based on what I've read. Okay. Yeah, it's not her. But it, yeah, I totally thought the same thing, and I did have to like look it up. Okay. Because they like had the <laughs> it, same hairdo and glasses and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. And then he and showed like, the he, same body type and everything. Right. I was so baffled when he showed up to their back at their place, the professor and the professor's wife's, and they, yeah, uh, and they were just like, "Oh, hi," and I'm just like, "You." You were so mean to her, and she's so kind to you. What do yeah. you have to say? I literally was having the same experience. I'm glad that you all had this experience. Yeah, it was confusing. <laughs> because, yeah, well, whole, I was also confused. The whole end yeah. of the movie is kind of confusing. <laughs> I'm not going to... I don't want to interrupt the plot line so we could finish. Yeah, we're so we're so we're close. close. Yeah. So, yeah, he gets he goes to the club, gets drunk, heckles this woman, gets thrown out. He goes to the Gorefiends. And uh, that's when he, they're like talking about, oh, that song, Please, Mr. Kennedy, is going to be yeah. a big hit. And I'm sure you're going to get lots of royalties. Uh, but he actually signed away his right to the royalties. Yeah. Ugh, so that's like, okay, well, if your dream wasn't already dead enough, like yeah, now God. it's extra dead. <laughs> you're fucked again, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Just when he thought you couldn't get any more fucked And so then, yeah, the next day when he wakes up in their apartment, it is like, it's almost a repeat of the beginning of the movie, but with everything being just a little bit different. Yeah. So, yeah, he wakes up in the Gorfiends again. The cat's there, but this time the cat doesn't get out. He goes back to the club. He plays the club. And then he sees, actually, Bob Dylan plays after him at mm-hmm. the Gaslight. And when he goes, you know, the whole thing again, like, oh, there's a guy waiting for you outside. And 
it was another guy waiting to beat his ass <laughs> yeah. uh, for insulting his wife. But this time when he gets his ass beat by this man, he can't get back up. He's knocked down and can't get back up again. Or <laughs> I'm still trying to make it Chumbawamba and it's not working. Oh um... <laughs> man, your Chumbawamba references just land again. So I read this as kind of being like a a metaphor of like, Bob Dylan entering the scene as kind of that's ended his career because Dylan's yeah. going to be the one who takes off, you know, and uh, that's that's real creds, I think, right? Yeah, you know, this just came over me, so this could be bullshit, uh, but you know what? Everything I say on here is bullshit. So like, <laughs> I guess I, you know, I was talking to Lindsay and I and I said it's I don't know how we're going to talk about this movie because there's not a ton to like mm-hmm. chew on, right? But we obviously I was thinking I, the same thing. We obviously found a way to do it, but mm-hmm. I guess if there's any, I don't know, message to be brought or, or sent to the audience, I, I think I just kind of heard it with that, Kayla, when you brought up Dylan, and you, I think it, it's just about being fucking malleable, or or like the yeah. the damnation that you place yourself if you are inflexible and hard-headed. Yeah. And, and you know, it's just kind of like this comedy of errors the whole time and then at the very end you have a very real concrete here's what's ha- you know here's what's ha- what happens if you hang on to one fucking thing is yeah. someone is going to show up and destroy that thing and make it into something better as Dylan did with folk music yeah i feel like the end of the movie kind of shows like okay living in this life is kind of same shit, different day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you wake up, you do the gig, you have a hard time finding a place to sleep, you fuck someone over, like, <laughs> yeah. and you wake up and do it again tomorrow, you know? Um, and so he, he's been kind of comfortable in this loop of that. And, totally. uh, now this end of the movie is kind of like some big force has finally broken him of that loop. And, like, now what is, now what do you do? You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I can't do music anymore. Uh, and he also can't be a ship guy. So brain, yeah. it's like, so now what do you do? It's so strange, though, because it's like such an almost exact yeah. repetition of what happened before. Like even his responses when mm-hmm. the dude's like, why were you heckling? He's like, oh, it's not like a big band show. Like we're allowed to, you know, it's just mm-hmm. a show. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody's it's like not an opera. Like we're allowed to you know be brash or whatever and like it's like you said the exact same thing the other time which is what originally and i know that this is like really cliche in movies and stuff but when Mm -hmm. he woke up suddenly again at the gorfines it kind of made me think that the whole thing was like a dream that he was having or something and that and that then when he woke up he like started actually started the day because just because some of the things that happened were like almost the exact same as before but it's also Mm -hmm. but then sometimes i think like it almost feels like they're hammering on some sort of like like a sense that he's like in purgatory almost that he just like yeah. keeps making yeah. the totally. same For decisions sure. over and over again and it's kind of what Carrie Mulligan said when she was like chewing out his ass in the restaurant she was like you're always going to just like make the same decisions and you're just because you choose to mm-hmm. like you're living this shitty life cuz you just choose to every day and it's like well mm-hmm. maybe he's learning small lessons like he doesn't let the cat out but he at the end of the day, is just going to, yeah, keep living this fucking life yeah. of purgatory because he just chooses to every day. It's 
kind yeah. of sad. It's kind of a he refuses damn. to change. Yeah, it's a dark. He refuses to change all around. Not only yeah. does he refuse to change his music and you know his art, but he refuses mm-hmm. to change himself. And I mean, even going back to like the abortion thing, like. He had to pay for an abortion two years ago. Yeah. Now it's two years later, and he's paying for an abortion again. Like Fuck, he's just yeah. not—he's not learning from his mistakes. Yeah. Oh damn, we cracked it. Ah! That's <laughs> such like a just like kind of a somber film. <laughs> I, yeah, it's yeah. definitely somber. But I'm glad we were able to suss out that meaning of it because it really is about you know growth. And the the essentialness of growth. Is that a word? Essence. Yeah. Nope, that's not right. Importance. Yeah. Whatever. And it's just told in a negative <laughs> way. Yeah, I feel like this is a movie you can think about for a while and just keep totally. thinking about it. Yeah. I also just wanted to say yeah. another, like, just a kind of a different, more, like, stylistic observation I made was, like, the coloring mm-hmm. of this movie is absolutely beautiful. Because it's, like, not quite in black and white, but it's definitely not... Like a full right. Technicolor oh, treatment. Totally. It's like brown tones, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's like a, just a lot of like yeah. red, and like you can like see mm-hmm. people like you when he's really cold, you can like see his cheeks, but kind of everything else was super mm-hmm. monotone, black and white. Is like just yeah. very like muted. Uh, the whole movie, yeah, it was, it was really cool. But then that that made that one scene when right when he got back to New York and the sun was like blinding him, that was like such a beautiful moment. Yeah. I feel like they were, totally. I don't know if they got lucky or if they were like building to that, but <laughs> who knows. For sure. Hell yeah. And I think it doesn't help that, or it doesn't hurt that, you know, Oster Isaac, he's, he's a good looking dude. Ooh! Lewin Davis. <laughs> yeah. He's like, a, you know, he... he's a cool dude. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You get it. He's a cool, hot dude. Yeah. I had not been able to, he is Hot AF. Yeah. Let me tell you. I yeah, Oscar um, Isaac is great. I I that is another thing that it attracted me to this movie was oof. I had seen Ex Machina, which came out a couple years later, mm-hmm. and he's like very yeah. appealing in that movie. Not just like physically or whatever, but like his whole vibe, the character he plays is like okay. very strange. You mean the the tech yeah. psychopath? Yes, and that like stuck <laughs> okay, with me. What the? That stuck with me. I was like, dude, this guy and is like. Dude, it's danger, danger. That shit's real. Like, I feel like he's like... You're like, okay. I was like, we got to watch I out. I got this hot guy. Yeah, but he's like a genius, but he's a, an evil genius. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's such a scuzzbag in that movie. I know, and it, it, but it made me think like, oh, my God, there are like going to be people just like this in 20 years. There probably already are, but there definitely already are. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Zucky. Yeah. So, like, robots really freaked me out. That movie was like one of the only robot movies that I like actually wanted to watch again just because i was really intrigued Mm -hmm. by well that movie is a whole different story that's like only a couple 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 characters it's more like a play but that's what i really like this Mm -hmm. movie too because it was like the main character was like the guy we like followed him everywhere you know it was like an ensemble around him and that was so refreshing because like i feel like a lot there aren't a ton of movies that the main character is like you're like wrapped up in his life completely right it was cool or maybe yeah, there are a lot of movies this was just like a slice of his life yeah, yeah. a slice of his hot life <laughs> we really got to go inside his mind inside ooh. the ld yeah ooh i want to be oh shit can i say it what? i want to be inside lewin davis oh my we gosh are inside <laughs> lewin davis colin <laughs> 
fully. I, Colin's being nasty. I, yeah, welcome to the nasty part of the podcast. <laughs> if you made it this far, PG thirteen. You, you knew this was coming. You were waiting. Yeah, shit. <laughs> it took us an hour and eighteen minutes to get that out. Uh-huh. All right. So, um, what would we rate this movie out of five? Um, I would have to give it a solid four. I think. Yeah. I don't think it's mm, like yeah the five. Five star movies would be like true upper echelon, like can't live without them, desert mm-hmm. island movies. But this one, four stars for totally. me, is like yeah. something you would actively want to watch again. And I, I, yeah. I would. Maybe not right away, but that's fair, Colin. What do you think? It gets a good old four point five for me. Wow. Four and a half. Uh, it it was a four throughout the entire like discussion, but then when we, I just did not analyze this movie when I watched it. I just. Yeah. By now, I think there's definitely a theme with how I watch movies. I just let them wash over <laughs> me, and I baste in their juices. Uh, but I don't really suck anything <laughs> in. Um, I'm just like uh, a dum-dum with water being poured on him. And yeah, after kind of realizing the depth of this that this movie can hold uh, with its storytelling, I was just like, that's really fucking good. But it's still not like crawl level good so it's like a 4.5 oh my god not crawl crawls five stars <laughs> um i'm probably also gonna go four stars yeah i really like this movie it was Hell good yeah. and it's very unique and shows like some really unique viewpoints that we just don't really see represented very accurately uh on screen very often totally. like of a diy musician you know yeah, and I think suffice to say, we would all recommend this movie. For right? sure. I would. I thought it was great. I don't know. I didn't remember feeling bored at any point. I thought it was no, paced very no. well. And it's not like Cats where you rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, that does not happen. All right. So if we're done with this movie, then oh, that yeah. brings us to the next part of the episode. Now it's time for Scream Vomit. So in this part of the episode, we talk about what else we've been watching. Um, So Colin, what have you been watching? The only thing I've really watched uh, was last night I watched Coyote Ugly. Oh my God. Um, (laughs) Colin. Oh shit. I don't know where to begin with Coyote Ugly. Okay. Okay. First things first, the soundtrack rips. It is every killer song from like 98 to 01. Or maybe just 2000. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, you got Cowboy by Kid Rock and various other songs. Oh, John Goodman's in it. Holy shit. John Goodman plays wow. the dad in it. And the movie, <laughs> oh my God, it's all coming of back to me. I has. Yeah. Oh my God. The movie literally ends with John Goodman doing a sexy dance on the bar. Huh? Ugh. Wow. Um, wow. That's incredible. Three stars. I don't remember any of it. And it's like an insane movie. Just T to B, top to bottom. I lost my mind. The bar doesn't sell water and they like scream about it always. Definitely worth watching. Watch Coyote Ugly. Okay. <laughs> um, Julia, what have you been watching? Watch any shows or anything lately? Oh, yeah. You guys are kind of catching me at a weird time with that uh-huh. because truly if i'm being honest the last things i've watched are like well one the mainly the most recent thing is like insane but i'll start out with the less insane rugrats i've been watching a lot of rugrats on hulu 
Um, okay. Because okay, yeah, right. I I love only nineties kids. <laughs> I love knows. cartoons, but um, we played a yeah. we played a really fun game on our Twitch show last week where you have to like draw a cartoon character from memory in a minute mm-hmm. and just compare. <laughs> it's usually really bad, but we had to draw Tommy Pickles. Someone <laughs> shouted that out, and I was like, oh, I haven't watched Rugrats in a while, and they have all of it on Hulu, and like. I never really watched. Wow, that's huh. awesome. Yeah, I never really watched like the super early episodes because I was like seriously a tiny baby, but um, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Like Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo does all the music, and like obviously everyone knows the theme song, but he does like all the music, and the music oh, yeah. in the episodes is really weird. It's like very far out. Yeah, and very uh, wild. I'm remembering oh, yeah. it now. Yeah, and so I just kind of smoke weed and watch Rugrats every day for like a short period. It's like my <laughs> cleanse. Baller. But uh, or at least that's what I've been doing Hell the last yeah. couple days. But y'all, I want to tell you about this movie that I just watched. It is truly, truly insane. I found it on. What I is found it? it on YouTube. Dave and I found it. It's called Killer Bean Forever. You guys heard of this? I'm sorry. Never heard of it. S- say it again. Killer Bean Forever. It's about, it's like a like crime heist movie, kind of. But instead of, it's animated. Instead of yeah. people, it's just a universe of beans. Coffee beans. Oh. And they like, there's a an assassin bean called Killer Bean who's like, has a hit out on uh-huh. this guy. But I don't want to give it away because there's, seriously, I know it sounds so dumb, but the plot is impressive. It is like twisting uh, and turning and there are so many standoffs and there's oh tons of guns. Gosh. It's like a huge backstory. I guess the guy who made it, Jeff Liu, was like an animator on the Matrix yeah. movies and he kind of just like financed this on his own and spent like five years making this movie on his own and he just put oh it up on YouTube a couple years ago even though it came out like 10 years ago <laughs> but yo it is fucking insane there's one problematic part which is that there's like uh, not like like an Asian bean named Jet Bean oh. and it's kind of like a racist Asian uh. bean but Jeff Liu who's Asian American voices the bean and it's, it's kind of self-aware because like okay. a cop Bean, yeah, like a, different story, yeah. a cop Bean, like makes a racist joke to Jet Bean, and Jet Bean smacks his ass right after. So it's like, I don't know how to feel. That's like the one question mark oh, about Killer man. Bean Forever. But the rest of it is so, Shit. so, so dope. I've seriously watched it twice since I found out about it in the last few days. Oh my and gosh. Shit, I have to watch this now. Oh, damn it. It's crazy. I'm excited. We have to I'm do the Bean like... movie for the pod. It's, it hasn't been in the last 10 years. It's the kind of movie, dude, it's the kind of movie where we had to press pause halfway through to be like, okay, what is, like, what do you guys think is about to happen? Because there was, like, crazy twists. Fuck. Okay. Anyways, yeah. so that's my most recent obsession. That's hilarious. Yeah, we definitely got to check that It's on that. YouTube. Shit. Here, I'll, I'll drop it in the chat. Don't even get me started Yo, I, on those beans. I already got this shit. <laughs> Kayla, Kayla, what are you watching? Um, I've been watching Westworld, actually, for the first time. Dork. Um, oh, cool. I've never seen that show. <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> it's, a, it's a dork show, right? No, it is not a dork no, it's show. It's badass. actually really, it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, I uh, famously generally don't have a lot of patience for hour-long shows, but I've made it through the whole first season in less than a week. Yeah. Um, because it's so good. Yeah, I mean, I don't even want to say too much because it's hard not to give away mm-hmm. anything. But um, 
it's way crazier than I ever thought that it was or heard that it was. It's absolutely insane. It's such a unique premise and plot. Like, it's so cool. And there's cool people in it. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood, who we've talked about on the pod before, um, she's awesome in it. Tessa Thompson's in it. And uh, Anthony Hopkins. Like, I did not know all Mm -hmm. these people were in it. And uh, that rocks. Yeah. It's really good. So I'm glad I started watching it. Are they still? I always felt like it was like such a whole thing, but it's like not actually a whole thing. It's actually I flew through the first season and there's only three seasons. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. Are they still making episodes or is it over? Yes. No, they're still making them. They just, they spend a long time in between seasons. So I think like one season comes out every two years or something like that. Oh, wow. So that's um, really cool. So yeah, because it's, this started in 20. 14, I think. Don't quote me on that. Sounds about right. Uh, and there's only three seasons, so... Wow. Yeah. Damn. And yeah. I think the third season just wrapped, like, not that long ago, so... But, yeah, it's really good. That's awesome. I highly recommend. Damn. That's what I've been watching. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right, so uh-huh. I guess, yeah, yeah. that's pretty much um, pretty much wraps up the ep. So, um, Julia, do you have any plugs? Oh. Um, sure. Well, I don't know... I don't know how much overlap there is between like the podcast universe and the live stream universe, but if anyone out there is into that kind of thing, we've been doing a show on Twitch the last few months. We call it Virtual Tour. Basically, we play music and do other fun stuff in front of a green screen, so we're like playing in a different place virtually every time. It's pretty fun. Um, it's really fun. Yeah, it's a good time. But yeah, we're we're just doing that uh, weekly at this point. And but we have yeah we have an idea. I don't know. It's still very much in development. But I think we might try to do a telethon like later this year. Oh, like stream whoa. stream live for like twelve hours <laughs> straight and like get people to come in. I don't wow. know. I feel like it, and like raise money for good causes and stuff. I don't know. I feel like it could be really fun. Yeah. But so follow us on Twitch sure. at Watch. Watch Rat Boys on Twitch, and uh, hopefully that will happen. If not that, other crazy stuff. But and yeah, we have music on Spotify and all that. Rat Boys is our is our band. Thank you guys so much for inviting me to come on. I and for giving me any you know an impetus and excuse to watch this movie because I really enjoyed it. Oh hell, hell yeah. yeah! We're so glad that you accepted the invitation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Heck yeah! I hope <laughs> we can all watch movies together in person again soon. <laughs> oh hell yeah! I'm down. I love watching movies. Nice. Someday. <laughs> um, all right. So just for our plugs, we want to thank Thin Swimmer for our theme song. Uh, you can find his music on Bandcamp. And you can follow us on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Letterboxd, at Screen Vomit. One word on all the things. Uh, subscribe on your podcast app. We're also on Spotify. And you can send us an email at screenvomitpod at gmail.com with your thoughts on this movie or other movies or suggest movies for the future. Um, I don't know what we're watching next week yet, but uh, we'll let you know when we do. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.